0: Hi, it's Chris Watkin here and I'm joined by Abigail Gray, who is a very well-known estate agent from North West London and letting agent. Abigail, thanks for joining me today. I'd like to ask you your opinion on why you took on board the lifecycle system um, so other agents watching this could make their own decision. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris. <laughs>
0: no worries. Um, Before we kick off though, boys and girls, I must be stressed that just like all my other videos, no money's been paid by Lifecycle for this. It's just that I have quite a few clients that use the system, love it to bits, and I just wanted to talk to a few agents who use it. Uh, As I said, no payment or commissions being made. If you make the decision to buy it yourself, that's you. You've got your big girl and big girls, big boys and big girls out there. Make your own decision and take it from there. So thanks again, Abigail. Right, okay. So, What frustrated you as an estate agent that made you think you needed to do things differently with data?
1: I think if you look at the systems that historically have been available to estate agents and letting agents, they've been based on, I think originally the Access database system by Microsoft, and they were basically filing cabinets for you to put your information in, you know, contact card for this person, they own this property. And these are the tenants and here's the contact details. And it, and it worked for that purpose. And when when we started using ours, we were quite late to adopt a CRM system in terms of stuff for our lettings and management. We did front-end stuff from about 2000 when we had um, Desres. And then we moved in 2015. We took up um, VTUK's Gemini database for lettings. And that was a mammoth task going from being practically a manual system to a, um, a database system was a huge change for us. It made every significant shift after that much much more straightforward. But for us at that point, it was just about organisation and managing the data that we had and the records that we needed to keep. But as time went on, and I think things like the internet and smartphones became more important and, and marketing in that part of the, or marketing on that channel, for example, to people over the internet, rather than just paper-based marketing, it became more important because you needed to see what people were clicking on and you needed to see what was interesting to people so you could, you could channel your marketing into something that was useful, that would actually get you a better return on investment rather than just doing like a blanket leaflet drop or sending out blanket letters to people, not knowing really whether anything stuck or what was, what was working. So what was important was what you could measure and what you could track. And the systems that we had before that, they didn't do that. They were good for filing. It was just a case of taking your your old filing cabinets and putting them somewhere else, so you didn't need to paper. Is
0: that what you genuinely believe most legacy CRM systems are, just electronic filing cabinets? I
1: I do, yeah, I do now. Not at the time, because they seemed new and shiny then, and, and it was a massive step forward from where we were.
0: But they were all good at matching properties to people. Is that not what you call good use of data?
1: No, and I don't think we could ever say they were really good at matching. They could do very basic matching. Okay, this person's looking for two bedrooms between, you know, 200,000 and 300,000. Okay, these things meet the pro- meet, 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 fit that profile. But in reality, someone might be interested in something ten to 15,000, 20,000, 30,000 outside of their budget. Or maybe they could be convinced that actually what they needed is a three-bedroom property, but our system wouldn't show them that. And a number of times, I mean, probably hundreds, we had people calling up and say, well, why didn't you send me this property? Well, it doesn't fit the criteria we have for you on the system. And the address searching capabilities were very limited because you'd have to go in and set your own uh, area code in the system and then make sure everyone was typing the right area code in when they put someone's details in. And 90% of the time that didn't work. So yes, it will match, but only on a very limited basis.
0: So when did you first come across the life cycle system from Iceberg?
1: Probably in about 2019,
0: I think. Okay, so just before lockdown.
1: Oh yeah, the early part, so probably a year before, okay. before lockdown.
0: Okay, and um, what caught your eye about it?
1: That I could track who was looking at the... Okay. Market appraisals that we 're sending out
0: is that because you're a control freak
1: <laughs> no I think i 'm quite far from a control freak okay um but I do like to know what's going on okay why do you like to know what 's going on because if you know what 's going on you know how to react to it
0: okay why do you think most estate agents aren't like that
1: I think more and more are I mean I think may- maybe i 'm wrong maybe there are lots of agents out there that actually don't know whether people are opening their emails or are still using paper-based systems Uh, of sending things out. Okay, you you tell me. I can only deal with the ones that I I associate with. Yeah,
0: but you do tend to associate with people who are probably on a higher level and like yourself. And, you know, I would say the vast majority of agents, they just whack it on Rightmove and just wait for it to come to them.
1: So if we look at that point then, I don't want to be beholden to Rightmove. So I think that's one of the ways that I can pivot perhaps in the future. I think at the moment we're still fairly reliant on portals, but I definitely want to be in a position where I'm in control and they're not in control. And to know the data behind that as well.
0: So what did you see? Did you see one of Mark Burgess's Estate Agency X conferences or some posts or what did you see?
1: I don't think it was an Estate Agency X thing. I think it must have been posts on um, Facebook. And then I think it was when he started working, when Rob started working with Iceberg, that I see, used to see it more frequently. And I just thought, I think I must've watched some YouTube talks with Mark. Okay. And I thought I need to speak to this guy to see, because we were looking at several different options and we were using uh, something that has one of the features of Lifecycle in it now. And I was also really fed up with having so many different platforms, still a problem, it's not solved, but I have less platforms to log into now.
0: I mean, is not cheap, is it?
1: Costs are relative, and I think it's about what you get out of it. I don't think it's particularly expensive. If you compare it to the price of Rightmove or some other services that we subscribe to, it's not the most expensive thing I subscribe to. And as I said, something's only costly if you're not getting... A return on what you're investing. I mean,
0: my my understanding is that it has elements within it. You know, the the ability of what Acaboom does with regard to being able to track people. Yep, so it emails. does that. Yep. It has an automated valuation system. It has the email and you know sending out system, which the likes of you brief your briefing markets can certainly do. It ha- therefore therefore on the back of that, your MailChimps it, uh, content scheduling, which is Hootsuite sweet. So you haven't got to buy all those things.
1: Exactly, yeah, and you can have all of that data in one place.
0: But surely it's what you do with the data that's important, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I that's where
1: you need to feed stuff.
0: I mean, that, that, what do you, when you say feed, what do you mean feed?
1: Well, I'm a big believer, as you probably know, in content marketing, um, and that's feeding, isn't it? That is taking stuff and then sending it out to your client base. And to people that you would hope will eventually be part of your client base, and giving them useful information. And because
0: you do check out some I do, serious content. I do.
1: Yes, I'm a, I'm a massive believer that that is. Yeah, at least a, one a day.
0: Do you think that's too much?
1: I don't email out once a day. Okay. We're definitely posting out probably an, an article once a day. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's for the consumer to decide whether they think it's too much.
0: I mean, it depends if the content talks about yourself and salesy and in your face. Is is the content salesy and in your face?
1: No, that is very much at the opposite end of how we market ourselves.
0: So instead of talking about yourself, you're talking about the punter, stuff that helps them, that's valuable to them.
1: Yeah, we focus on, I think, fear, because people are very much motivated by what they fear more so than anything else, I think. So we're focusing on things that they may be fearful of, things that they're concerned about and also how they fix those issues, how they deal with them, how they manage it.
0: So you're talking about their emo- the emotional side first, their problems yes. first. Capturing their attention with great headlines, sucking them into the life cycle system, which gives them a solution, which then almost puts a marker on them to, to tell life cycle what type of person this person is. Is that yeah,
1: to, to a certain extent. I mean, I couldn't tell you what colour, for example, that person is. Completely. I mean, if someone's reading our articles that are very stat-heavy, quite likely that person might be a blue. And if they're reading something that's more fluffy or general content about how to style your home, for example, maybe they're more a green or a yellow type of person. So it will give you some guidance in that, but it's not definitive, obviously. And it does also... T- it, it sort of steers us in the direction of... If someone's looking at um, a piece of content about putting their house on the market, about how to style their house for photos, or you know, not being happy with their current estate agent. That gives us a bit of an inclination as to where they are in their journey. So if they're looking at styling, they're probably thinking about putting their house in the market. If they're dissatisfied, you know, they're looking at the article about being dissatisfied with their agent, they're probably in a situation where their agent's not performing.
0: And will Lifecycle flag that up for you?
1: Yes, it will. It will tell you, if you've already been on a market appraisal with that person, that they're looking at specific bits of content. And it also has a section where... Even if you haven't been out to uh, appraise their property, but they're in your system as a owner of a property, that they are looking at specific bits of content, and you should probably call them. So they have a, a section called proactive, and that's one that our our listers look at once a week. Most of the time, they have a sort of a set day that they focus on that, and they'll call through all those people to try and you know book more valuations. And then the ones that are already valued, they'll try and speak to those people. To, to get the instruction
0: on. But as a boss of a state agent, that must sound like gold dust, that, you, that, that the system's flagging up people who are interacting with your... Yes. Well,
1: that's what we
0: said, isn't it? Exa-
1: exactly. It's it not gold dust, it's just making us work in a smarter way, right? So we're not wasting time just calling random people. So if I say to the guys, get on the phones, they don't look at me and go, who should I call? Because the answer's in front of them. All they need to do is put their password in and off they go.
0: And can you can you find out if they have randoms to ensure that you know that accountability?
1: Uh, I can, yes. Obviously, we've got recorded calls, so I can go through the call logs at the end of the day and, and tally them across to make sure those have been done.
0: So I mean, how how easy was it to embed Lifecycle into your system?
1: It was very easy to embed the marketing side of lifecycle and getting people on board with sending out their market appraisals through their um and our content marketing that was very easy because we we're already using akaboom so it was just a case of well instead of doing this do this and it's quite it's very similar um what's been more of a challenge but we're, we're basically there now is using the other aspect of life cycle which is the more crm focused section of getting all our properties on and marketing them and putting them live on, on is the that portals. sales or lettings both
0: so do you still have a CRM system for collecting rent and all we that? We
1: do, yeah, because at the moment that is not something that lifecycle does.
0: And I've, do you know if they're planning to do that so you could drop your initial your original letting CRM? There's no
1: guarantees about that, so I'm not banking on that at the moment. And I think that those things are two very, very separate areas. I mean, finance, client accounting, reconciliation. It's very difficult, different or different to marketing and prospecting.
0: So you, so you actually using the CRM not only for your resi sales to generate business, you're using the CRM to generate what, landlord or yes, tenant leads? Yes, both.
1: Both. So all of our leads from Rightmove and Zoopla now go into there but we also have, this is perhaps my favourite feature of Lifecycle, is the heads up property alert which goes back to what we were talking about with matching and we have some Facebook ads running and we talk about it when, we, when we're sort of speaking to new tenants and uh, buyers that come in that If they want to get ahead of the game, they should register in the system in a profile that they can control. They can log in at any point, update their settings, update the areas they want to live in or what they're looking for. And this is the area that's a bit like Netflix. So people will get properties that are not 100% match. It will range from 100% and it goes down, you know, to to 0%, although I don't think generally they get those ones sent out. Generally, people are being sent properties that match with them between 100% and about 60%. And the other thing that we can do on our side, which also makes my team's job much easier, is we can see which applicants are matched with that property and what percentage levels they are. So when we get a new property on, we can then just go, okay, let's call these people first. Other than, you know, we know about hot buyers, we can call them,
0: but you've got matched applicants. But I mean, the market's on fire at the moment. You don't need to find buyers or tenants, or do you?
1: There are still some properties, because obviously where we're based, we still have quite a few flats for sale and flats are not moving as quickly in London as they were pre-pandemic.
0: And do you think if the market does harden in 2022, which it could do, you never know, the ability to find the hot buyers is going to be even better, isn't it?
1: hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm exci- excited for a, uh, a change in the market, but I do think when the market gets tougher, the better agents shine through because at the moment, anyone can sell a three bed semi for a decent price with with little effort
0: a big criticism of the life cycle system is that the value of it isn't really going to come through for years
1: I think that's probably unfair I think you will get some immediate wins but the real value is going to take you know several several years to build
0: okay but estate agents aren't very good at playing the long game what makes you so different
1: <laughs> well I, I think i was born playing the long game and we, we our company's been going 30 years so we've got a lot of data that we're sitting on and probably we were slow to adopt a new changes about 7 years ago so we really got back up to speed with things in about 2019 and we are looking at growing. So we, we, we're in a comfortable position. Maybe that's what makes us different is that we're not fighting tooth and nail for every penny because we have a comfortable base under us. You know, we've got a sizable management portfolio and that allows us to to look further ahead at the long game and, and plan what we want to do in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years.
0: Coming back to the teething problems, you said. The, the front end of, of life cycle, which was the sales end, the, the the generation of leads is fantastic. It's more the CRM part which has come through with life cycle too. Is there any advice that you would give to anyone watching this?
1: I think you need to make sure your team have had all the appropriate training, and you need to sit down with them very, very carefully and show them how to basically put the properties on. Once, because it's quite a straightforward process, it's probably more straightforward than most sites. Saris? CRMs, and it's just a step by step going down down the log, and you don't have to move over left and right to get to stuff. And you can—it's much easier to to make your listings look nice because you can bold the text quite easily, put in your exclamation marks and stuff. That you, uh, is more difficult in a CRM. To—I to, mean, it sounds really really simple, right? But mm-hmm. if you want a nice bold text, it's it's very easy in Lifecycle. But uh, and what do you think,
0: Lifecycle's? Done for your business so far?
1: Actually, the process of moving our listings from one system to another gave me a really good opportunity to evaluate the quality of the listings that we were putting out. And sales and letting? Yes, yes, both. Both. Although I do think it's probably slightly more important on the sales side, um, particularly to draw in your reader.
0: Okay, because what, you can see who's clicking on it, how many people are clicking on it. I mean, you could see that on Rightly. Though, no, can I could
1: you? see that before. It, 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 that was, this is more of a personal thing where I've actually sat down and taken the time to look at how we were presenting ourselves before and how I want us to be presented now that we're using a, a different system. So the opportunity is, okay, we're, we're cutting everything and we're starting again, so we might as well rewrite everything yes. and change how we're phrasing it, looking at the keywords, looking, and it's much clearer on Life Cycle. Where your heading is, where your summary is, and your description, and it reflects much better about how it's going to present itself when you have it
0: on a portal. And, and what message would you be? What message would you have to any estate agent thinking, "I want a CRM system that's actually going to work for me"?
1: Lifecycle is very, me. very flexible. There, there's something about Mark and his team that is very different to anybody else running a CRM
0: system. I mean, if you don't mind me saying, uh, Rob Brady is truly amazing. Because if you think about it, it's all very good having great CRMs. But if you haven't got the training, I mean, there's a very famous CRM system, whose name shall remain nameless, who were famous for their training. But that seems to have gone by the, the wayside. Yes, and that's and that's I, I, I know
1: who you're referring to. Okay. Having Rob on hand to guide us through the growth programme, has really made it possible to embed life cycle processes, particularly on the marketing side of things and retargeting and opportunities. If you don't invest in that, then it's very difficult to get people to to use your system properly. I think that's where all these systems fall down.
0: It's no point buying the Lamborghini if you're not going to put decent petrol in it.
1: Exactly. Well, that comes back to the content, doesn't it? But what Rob's done, um, or what Lifecycle and Iceberg have done with Rob, is create a program where people are actually going to get proper understanding of how to use the system and very few other companies do that. Because it
0: is, on the face of it, it is a very complicated system from the outside, but when you actually get on to the inside and then have your hand held by the likes of Rob, yeah. it does work very well, doesn't it? it?
1: It does. And I must say, all the support team are amazing. You know, you in Kelly, you can speak to any of the other team members. And what I was going to say before is that every time you come up with a suggestion, they're very open to it and sometimes things are turned around very quickly and other things they'll say that is on the roadmap but it's going to take us you know x number of months or whatever to get there whereas with other crm systems you send your query in or your your suggestion that, that's a good idea any idea when that's going to happen uh, we'll get back to you
0: yeah it goes into a black yeah brownie.
1: and i think that's that's maybe the difference of dealing with a smaller company. You know, we're able to speak to Mark. We're able to speak to Rob. And we're able to speak to, to Kelly and to Yusuf, and, and our suggestions are all heard. Doesn't mean they can be actioned immediately. You know, there's only, they, they've got their list of how they're going to do things. But sometimes it's just nice to feel heard, isn't it?
0: Definitely. Your final message to any estate agent thinking of taking it on board?
1: I think you should look past the cost. Um, you're quite happy to spend money probably on Right Move and other pieces of software that you've used for a long time. So I do think that you should look at Lifecycle and think about not what it's going to get you now, but what it might get you in two, three, four, five years.
0: I am a huge fan of the Lifecycle system. As Abigail rightly says, you have to feed it full of content to ensure that you nurture people on their journey. Otherwise, it's just a big white elephant. Um, Put the time and the effort in, invest your time in the team, keep an eye on the system it isn't just checkbook state agency you actually have to get your hands lucky and if you're in it for the long game do check it out thank you for your time today
1: thank you